0: alright alright so happiness somebody asked me about happiness what are some things that prevent happiness I don't know why somebody would ask me these questions but I'm here for it I can only talk about myself and not any anybody else Um, some of the things that make me happy um, are clearly My family. Like, my family, they mean everything to me. And sometimes I get a little fearful because I'm like, I went without for so long that when I had a family, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this the right way. I'm going to work extra hard and do it, do it, do it, do it. And I was so focused on getting it right and there's no right or wrong that I feel like I, I missed some really key moments of just being present in the moment to enjoy myself because I was so willing to do everything not set healthy boundaries to tell people sorry that doesn't work for me I can't I got kids at home you know that was so hard for me to tell people no because I want to do everything and of course you can not do everything you can't do everything like at some point you need to chill out and I just didn't know how to chill out primary example I remember I was coaching at one point, and you know, I've coached for several years, you know, in my past life. And um, it was to a point where I was feeling so overwhelmed, like I couldn't handle one more thing. And it's kind of like, you know, it's just everybody, right? And I have my limits, and I don't know my limits until I'm facing it dead on, right? So let's see. I just had Isis, I was pregnant with her, the season went through um i had her in november i pretty much went back to work like immediately because i was i couldn't stay home i couldn't stay home because i was bored but i wasn't really bored because i had so much shit to do like i just had a newborn and i wanted to carry her with me everywhere but my body was like you need to chill out so i chilled for a bit and i hung out with her and i just thought this was great but i felt like i wasn't doing enough right and so i would bring her to the gym I'd bring her to the gym, super fragile, and players are like, yo, what are you doing here? But they're excited to see me, and it just kept my mind busy. So I had ISIS, Um, I was working um, the Department of Economic Security, I was, um, oh my God, a wife, um, now a new mom, like, yo, I was like doing so many things. I don't know what's wrong with me, like I couldn't stop for nothing, like nothing would stop me my drive was legit i was grinding because honestly i believe that was the only way that i knew how to grind i didn't realize that there were other ways Or most importantly, I didn't feel confident grinding in any other different way because this is all that I knew, right? These were my survival skills. This is what I do. Like nobody was like, hey, there's a stop button. Everybody was just like, keep going, keep going, keep going. That's how you get better is that you grind. And that's all I've been hearing like my whole life until I started putting, excuse me, myself in situations where people are thinking a little differently and they're showing me that this is how they grind, right? and that was so amazing. It was an eye opener. It was I had a lot of questions. I even had a lot of screwed up faces like, "What? Are you serious?" Like <laughs> moments of like, "What the hell?" Like, "Okay, okay, okay. Okay, I get you. I get you. I feel you. I feel you." And then I'd ask like, "Hey, can I can I have a moment in your world to see what that kind of looks like?" And so I had a lot of moments like that where I now understood how people Become and are happy because they're doing things that make them really, really want to be happy. But then, my other question was because I'm an overthinker, like, I'm an overthinker I, I analyze and I question and I, I have to figure out how this makes sense. It's not good enough for you just to tell me, right? You got to tell me, and then I got to see it on paper. It's so, like it has to translate. Like, that's how my, my brain works. And so, um, I'm reading this stuff and I'm, I'm, I'm taking, I'm going to conferences and clinical stuff and workshops and I'm seeing all these different ways of being and I'm just like excited about it because it's different, it's different, it's fresh. It made me happy. So as much as I like to say that I didn't like high school and college was, I remember college being fun um, And one point It wasn't fun because the workouts were so hard, but it was so worth it. And I was like, man, I just wanna be a student. I just wanna be a student and not an athlete right now. Like I'm so tired and I just wanna be able to be present in my classrooms to take part in it because it was exciting for me. The teachers, the human beings that were teaching their specialty topics, they really put their passion out there and you just gravitate to it. And that, my friend, makes me happy. Learning makes me happy. I love learning. If I had to pick a workshop over a club, I'd be at the workshop. If I had to pick one favorite thing to do on a Sunday, it'd probably be walking, but it would quickly be a workshop, a class, a course of some sort to add to add to my knowledge, open my third eye, if you will, to like more things that are useful, um, anything that feels good. So, anyways, 27 common things that prevent us from being happy. Um, I should already know them, but I can't remember it because my other power is being forgetful with certain things. But I'll remember it, just not today, not right now. Anyways, 27 common things that prevent our happiness. And if this, any one of them strikes you, go ahead and shoot me an email at stickproductions@gmail.com at gmail.com um, and let me know. And we'll have a discussion about it or we won't. It's up to you. Um, forgetting or inherent worth. Your worth is not contingent on external factors like your titles relationship status financial situation or career they are just roles you play in your life as a young human being not a young just as a human being you're inherently worthwhile and whole this is something that i've always known but can never articulate in this manner i've never wanted the title of being a supervisor i've never won the title of being a player I've gotten stuck with the title of oh you went to this in this college and then that's it um or being told that you are something that you are not or you don't feel that way like um you know just people put this stuff on you it's rarely you putting yourself in that position but people tend to put it on you unconsciously right so yeah i was a basketball player at some point in my life but Nobody ever asked me about my academic stuff. Like, I went to junior college for two years. It was the best decision of my life. Then I transferred to a four-year university. It was the best decision of my life at that point. And then I played overseas. It was the best decision of my life. And these are all decisions that I made, right? But the point is is I have an associate's degree, I have a bachelor's degree, and I have a master's degree. Nobody ever asked about that, ever. So when I'm talking to my kids, I let them know. Don't let people put titles on you. Not the boyfriend, not the girlfriend, not the basketball player, not the volleyball player, not the girl with the cute hair. You know, like, don't let people put titles on you because sometimes when people put titles on you, it puts you in a little box. It puts you in a little box and you feel like you can't do nothing better. And when you're ready to expand and do something different, it's like they remind you, but you're just a player, right? And that's very, like, for me, demeaning. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But anyways, um never forgetting your inherent worth. So always trying to be better is something that I definitely have to do because then I start to feel like I am in a box and I haven't done anything and I don't know. It's usually that three year, four year mark where I'm feeling kinda stuck and it's so funny because academic wise every two years you're moving on to a different level in your your academic educational um career if you will. So I'm kinda like following those guidelines even till now, this day and age, like Um, I graduated, I went overseas and I played for a little bit. And then I was like, you know what? I'm tired of chasing the basketball. Like, I feel like I'm I'm a gerbil running around in circles and circles and circles. I'm pretty much done. I'm tired. I'm over it. I'm on to something else. I came back to the United States and then I got a job with Microsoft and then they sent me back overseas, but to Germany and every other places. And that was pretty cool because I learned so much in such a short period of time where I didn't have time to blink or anything, but it was breathtaking. It in- increased my my thirst for travel and just seeing the world for what it is was amazing. Um, and then, you know, I decided at some point, I don't know, they had like gaps in the job so you can kind of like hang out and do stuff and went back to Miami, hung out for a bit, worked in sales. I was awful. Awful. I believe I got fired too. I was awful in sales. I will never do real t- retail again. Like I suck. Like I have no knowledge of it and it made me feel like on a stick. okay like. If I can find a little sound effect right here, it was awful. Anyways, I got fired and league lady let me know how terrible I was. Um, but I didn't let it bother me too much, but I'm like, damn, that's messed up. Anyways, back to basketball. So I've always fallen back on basketball because it's a good distraction. Um, and then after that, I believe I went back to Canada for a little bit and then started back working with Microsoft and ended up in Fort Huachuca and that's how I ended up out here. So, and this has been a tough one because when I hit the desert, y'all, let me tell you. And I hit Vegas first for a month. And I was mad because I'm like, Vegas? What's in Vegas? Like, are there, There's nothing for me to do in Vegas. And I think I've talked to you guys about this in my previous podcast. Like, Social anxiety is a real thing. And Vegas is another, a whole nother level, right? People are dressed to a tea. They're smoking. They're fancy. They're just blowing money at the yin-yang. They don't have no manners. People are being loose and everything that I'm not and I just don't want to have to pick nobody up off the floor and I just don't like seeing that stuff. It just makes me super nervous and it brings me back to a place where I'm just like not comfortable with. But I was there for a month at the Wind Hotel while they were building it and I got to see Usher and a couple people perform and I met some crazy cool people in the process and not once that I had Well, I maybe had one or two bad experiences, but they weren't like terribly awful, just people being people. Um, But it was phenomenal to see the Wynn Hotel go up and like all of the superstars and celebrities that they brought in to like draw attention in. But Vegas is Vegas and that's the strip. I literally tried to go off the strip to a Walmart and trust me, I didn't make it very far because I came right back and I was like, I cannot wait for this trip to be over. And it's so hot. Anyways, totally off the topic. The other one is worrying about the future. I would always worry about my future. From the time that I was um, kicked out and I'd always worry about worryness, worry, worry, worry. Like worry so much that I think I at one point in college, this one um, player, he was like, and I was graduating and I was like worried because I'm like, where am I going to go? Like, I don't have anywhere to go. I don't know what to do with my degree. I don't know why I have a degree. Like, I was just a worry horse, okay? A worry horse. My mind would race so far that I couldn't even focus on the present to be present, okay? So, when you worry about what might go wrong in your life, you're creating your own personal hell in an otherwise peaceful, beautiful present moment. And that's something that will definitely sacrifice and sabotage your your happiness if you, if you worry about things, right? It's like putting rent on something that you don't even own yet. Like, it's just so wasteful. And that's something that I did for a very long time to the point where I'm just like, how am I still worrying? Like, I'm wasting so much time. Let me just go ahead and take care of me today, right now, so everybody else can be taken care of as well. Um, the other one is comparison. I've never compared myself to anybody, but I found people doing it to others and I found that not just distasteful, but why? I I always need to know the why, right? Because I like to think that I see the beauty in everybody to include myself even in the messiest chaotic circumstances. Um, But that's not just something that I would do. Even if they were rich and they had everything, I knew that they weren't 100%. You know, they're not 100%. But this one says, Mark Twain once said, comparison is the death of joy. Instead of comparing yourself to other people, or comparing every restaurant and romantic partner and coffee and holiday you've ever experienced, accept the things that are different. Accept the things that are different and remember diversity and contrast make life interesting. I like that. I like that a lot. I like a lot, I like a lot. All right, lack of gratitude. I'm going to tell you, the word gratitude hasn't really entered my vocabulary until the last few years because I was, I just never really thought about it. Um, but we become so focused on what we don't have that we forget to notice what we do have. And that's something that I've worked really hard to change since, uh, I think, gradually, you know, baby steps piling up to to, to the now um, that I've, I've continuously tried to work on and just start speaking into existence because thinking about it ain't enough, putting it out there in the universe so it can come back is something that I got to do and, and to stop all the other madness that I'm putting out, like the worrying stuff. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, pause and appreciate all the love, beauty, abundance, and blessings already in your life. And you'd be surprised and realize you are rich beyond measure because being rich is not financial money. Being rich is Being rich is not financial stability. Um, being rich is not job security. Being rich ain't what you got on your back and what what you put in your hair or or, or what you think makes you look good. Um, gratitude is so much more than that. It's like what you are able to see and stop and pause and just appreciate. So when I go for my walks and and the hikes with my buddies, like we. We are so appreciated just to be there in each other's space connecting enjoying something that we mutually enjoy without the extra stuff or the extra responsibilities or errors like everything must stop because we have to go the whole week and get that stuff done so at some point we just stop in order for us to stop we got to go out into the wilderness and just stop (laughs) because people just you just can't you can't if you're with people and it's just a natural thing, right? Like it's not a it's not a a bad thing to be wanted and needed all the time, but sometimes people gotta do for themselves and as a mom, as a wife, as a husband, as a father, like you all should all have your moments where you're able to have gratitude. And I think the men like their football games and stuff, but women need to get out and get the fresh air so we can be better people. Um the other one, ignoring our heart and intuition. I was a pro at this. Because I already told myself that it didn't matter, I'ma just get it done, it's good, whatever. My intuition was always there and I never really listened to it, but it would make me physically sick the longer that I ignored it. So I got to the point where holistic care was the truth and that taught me mind, body, and spirit and a whole different being. I was already um, very like I believed in a God, right? I believe in a God, not just one, I believe in multiple different aspects of different worlds and their gods and I put them all in one that that makes me feel powerful or makes me feel lifted or who I need to talk to at that time right so um, ignoring our heart and intuition is such a big one and we think that we're listening but are you really listening because most people's life a life others expect of them not a life that is true to themselves it is the top regret of the dying. And that, that is, that is crazy. Like YOLO, you only live once. You don't want to have regret when you're dying and you never know when you're gonna die. And I think the car accident for me really like shook me to my core because it was like somebody holding my shoulder and be like, wake the fuck up. Like you need to start living today, okay? You're going, 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 going and you don't know when to just stop and chill. Like you got this. Um just having the courage to follow your heart's song and trust your intuition it is your most dependable guide a lot of rc yes i like that i like it i like it um being ruled by your ego Ooh. <laughs> oh my ego she's a trip she has saved me and other times she has dug me a hole so goddamn deep I'm still probably people are still probably mad at me for that, that ego chick. But she's pretty tamed to a degree. I think the ego comes out when people are like testing, 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 testing um your nerves at some point. But uh it never. Now it's like it doesn't even I don't know. I don't know. She's still there. Don't get me wrong. Like she's 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 a girl who knows what she wants when she wants it, but sometimes she doesn't know how to come across and say it correctly. But anyways, being ruled by your ego. Your ego is your social mask and the image you have of yourself. It's insecure. It's easily bruised by life's events and other people's opinions. Learn to tap into your soul, your external essence, who you really are. Who you really are underneath all the labels unlike your ego your soul is unconditionally loving strong wise and enduring i feel like i'm creeping up into that but i don't want to talk too soon knock on wood because the ego is the ego is you know the athletic side of me the ego ego is the one that doesn't want to quit but um my intuition is like you better slow the hell down because at 42 running on low fumes like you can't keep going at this pace for the rest of your life and I get that and I'm comfortable with my kids having their egos and doing what they need to do but just being humble um, and and loving unconditionally strong and wise and enduring all in the right settings but they'll go through their own thing all right comfort zones we hold ourselves back from taking risk and going after our dreams because we feel secure unhappy in the uncertainty in the certainty of our current life. Okay? So what that said again is we hold ourselves back from taking risk and going after our dreams because we feel secure, unhappy in the uncertainty of our current life. We forget that even our secure circumstances could change at any moment. So in many ways we are no more secure in the known than in the unknown. Yes. Hear you, I'm listening and I feel it. You just don't know. And once again, for me and my fam, my family and I, correct pronunciation. Um, it's never too late to do anything. You're absolutely correct. But your family, we only hear for a short period of time, and we're building the foundation, a solid foundation, so that when you, when they have to enter this world, in you know, this world, this world is a cruel world. They have the foundation. They have the foundation, and they're building their connections now. And their connections are more than just sports. It's academic, it's STEM, it's science, it's out in California, it's out in Toronto, it's out to Montreal and Quebec. Like they have these outlets to go to. Um, We travel, um, we take little adventures, we go places, because I want them to know that they can, when they feel like they need to get out, they can't that's freedom to do that you do that and then you, you find your purpose when you go out there right because you can't just find your purpose in the gym all the time it's just one way to grind like i said earlier there are many ways to grind and i want you to fall in love with at least five of them so that you never feel stuck and that's my my wish and prayer for everybody all right the other one living in our heads oh yeah oh yeah we spend so much time living in our heads instead of being present in the moment. If you catch your mind drifting into problem solving or worrying mode, trying to bring it back to the present moment by taking a few deep breaths and feeling the sensations throughout your body. That is hard. <coughs> First, you've got to know that that's what you're doing, right? And I got to tell you something about living in our heads. like talking to my husband the other day about something and it was like I was like man I still live like I'm poor I still I still feel like I'm homeless I still like those those feelings they never go away but it's part of my it's part of that storage that memory storage in the back of my brain that makes me think that I'm still stuck even though I'm doing all this stuff and I've got my education and nobody can take that away from me and I hear what people are saying and I understand but That memory storage in your head for things that have happened so long ago can be so detrimental, right? And when you're already like overwhelmed at work, and you know you got your family, and like it's a fog, it's a brain fog, and so you gotta like write it down on paper, make it real, put a sticky on your goddamn window, um, your car window, just to remind yourself like be present in the moment, be present, be grateful for what you have. Matter of fact, write down all of your accomplishments that you've had in the last year. If you can even remember, you know, like write it down because it makes it real. When you put it on paper, it makes it real. Um, okay, holding on to resentment and anger. Oh yeah, <laughs> are they writing about me right now? Cause like, <laughs> I've done all of this. So this one says holding on to your resentment and anger. When you refuse to let go of past grievances and practice forgiveness, you are only holding yourself hostage. I did this when I was younger. I think I stopped doing this about after college because I still wanted I still was holding on to grief, right? And and not being able to mend my past and move on. I couldn't move on because I had no closure. I couldn't move on because I was still a child in my mind in certain instances who was grieving and and and, and worrying about things that I don't have any control over like it's just a natural reaction but I let go a long time ago I'm able to talk about it and sometimes when I talk about it it makes me super emotional because the more I talk about it, the more layers I'm able to release into the iCloud and it takes the burden off of me when I cry it's because something really deep kind of surfaced up unwillingly unknowingly and it it shakes me to my core but once again I talk I talk I talk I let it go to the iCloud and the burden is gone I talk to people that I'm close to about the details and I feel lighter and that person doesn't take on the burden because they're skilled and they understand that you just got to talk it out. You got to talk it out, you know, and, and, and just move on. And if you feel like revisiting, like talk a little bit more because there's so many different layers and complexes, complex things about your, your particular situation that if you don't talk about it, it ain't going to go nowhere. It's going to sit on your chest and that's, and that's tough. And if you talk to God, Hey, god buddha the universe do what you need to do to get it off your chest because i do all of that all of that all of that but anyways um as buddha said holding on to anger is like grasping a hot coal with the intent of throwing it at someone else you are the one who gets burned wee, i like that um but yeah i was really good at holding on to resentment and anger as a child as a young adult because i didn't understand i don't hold on to anything anymore but I do have some, like, my intuition be like, ooh, I don't, mm So, I don't know if that's the same. That's not the same, it's different. All right, prioritizing things that don't matter. We spend so much time on things that we don't advance, that don't advance our dreams or make us feel fulfilled. Like constantly checking our email or scrolling through social media. Save more of your time and energy for things that progress your life or really light you up. Um, And that's a big deal, you know, like getting up and and, and doing something that makes you feel at peace. I remember gardening at one point, that one took me by surprise, like gardening was actually fun. It's still fun to this day. And it's just like you, the earth and dirt, like everything that people kind of avoid, getting dirty, being alone in the hot ass sun or early in the morning. I had to wake up early in the morning to do it. And then like later at nighttime, I could get lost in the backyard because I love life. And I have a lot of life in the backyard, as far as trees and flowers, and I just think they're so beautiful and it just makes everything feel pleasant. And I'm always down for that. All right, negativity. The world is a reflection of your dominant thoughts and feelings. If you constantly focus on your problems, struggles, and worries, you will perpetrate the same circumstances again and again. Ooh, speak the truth. If you start to think in positive terms, you will experience the most positive results. Speaketh the truth, self-explanatory, negativity. And let me say something about the negativity. If your social media is filled with CNN worst gunshots, shootings, stabbings, and poison stuff, you are gonna be paranoid of, you know what I'm about to say, paranoid, okay? If your TV shows and all the things that you're watching are Law and Order and such and such and such, like how I used to do it, you' gonna be paranoid, too paranoid like no other. Like you just gotta be careful because now there's so many different ways for us to like gather information and store information in our head that makes our mind struggle. So not only do you have things you're going through, your whole social media feed is going through it. People are irritating you because they're having a good life and your choice of language is not very fruitful or helpful for you because you can't speak like that in public like you just got to code switch and then be able to like fill your brain with things that are going to lift your spirit. and it starts with your social media it starts with your home it starts with your friends it starts with your surroundings um, and then it just kind of trickles off they're just small little habits to change and think about um, when you're going through things and um, small changes make a difference um Resisting the present moment. Yep. If you're not living your ideal life, whatever that may be, make peace with this fact while working towards your goals. If you're struggling against each day, resenting each task you need to complete, it will drain all your energy, leaving nothing left in your tank for you to work towards your dreams. Um, I did feel like that when I was getting burnt out <coughs> with my job and um that that's a very slippery slope that you don't realize you're in it until you're really in it and you can't see nothing else and then every your daily language becomes just negative chat until you decide to cut it off and every day is a brand new day to figure it out so whenever you figure that out you're good to go um our interpretations and stories we are meaning (sighs) wait we are meaning making we are mean i don't know what that says meaning situation over meaning making machines and often we read meaning into situations that isn't really there Um, we assume people are unhappy with us when they're just tired we assume we're being judged or criticized or excluded when it really isn't the case Mm. that could be a thing and some of it could be true too but once again you are responsible for your happiness if you ain't happy in this situation let it go if you were happy and the situation is the people around you are are judging or criticizing you then that's your flag to be like yo deuces i'm out i'm out of this it slowly make your way out of that situation because that's that'll be never good there's better people out there for you there's a match out there for you but right now be your own best friend and get the hell out um Living in the past. If you cling too tightly to the past and relive the best moments, relive those best moments over and over, you may not be making enough room for new beautiful moments and joyful experiences to enter your life. Have faith that your life will continually, continually unfold in new wonderful ways. Yeah, yeah. Living in the past is is uh, it's possible, right? And sometimes it's just like that memory storage in the back of your brain. Like you don't realize you're doing it until somebody brings it up to your attention or you catch yourself and it's possible. I mean, everybody has done it and um, you got to get out of it. And it's good to like remember the past and talk about it. It may make some people feel uncomfortable, but pff, who cares? Like, are you wanting to do it? Because if so, going ahead, you have my permission. You're you're yourself. Give yourself permission to do it. So please do it. (coughs) Having no patience. Oh my gosh. This is all about me. Like this is how I was. (laughs) To everything, there is a season. Learn to trust in divine timing more. Believe that you are in the right place doing the right things at the right time. Yes, this podcast. Yes. (laughs) Guilt and shame. We all make mistakes and act in ways that don't reflect our highest self at times, but that doesn't make us bad people. Forgive yourself, accept yourself, and remember that your actions are not who you are. Point blank, simple. Don't let people guilt you into anything, and don't let people shame you into anything, because people are good at doing that. They're good at it, and if somebody's doing it, you need to let them know that it makes you feel uncomfortable and that you're not with it. And if they stop, then you know, they really didn't realize they were doing it. If they didn't, then you need to exit out. All right, next one, waiting for the perfect moment. There is no perfect moment. There isn't. And I'm going to stop here too because I still have like 10 more to read and I'm thirsty. But last one, waiting for the perfect moment. We put off our dreams until we feel ready and all the stars have aligned. And so we are left waiting year after year. Sometimes you have to jump and build your parachute on the way down. As Zen proverb goes, leap and that net will appear. That is my motto for life. Leap and the net will appear. Because I know that the stars are not going to align. I know know waiting after year after year is not the best thing for me to do. And I still continuously fall into that gap. Like my... (coughs) I, I believe like my last job I knew... Year after year after complaining and just feeling like, yo, oh, like, why do I keep doing all this stuff? And they keep adding more stuff and changing it up and making it harder to be a social worker under a case manager. Pick. Anyways, <laughs> I don't want to get into that, but it's just, I learned. I learned and and I took it for what it's worth and I'd rather leap and and make something else happen than have to stay in a, a situation that was making me, you know, physically sick because I was so depressed and so tired and so fatigued and so mentally drained and gave my all already coming in there fragile, you know, so um I don't know what my future holds, nobody does, but the man upstairs in the universe is gonna come up with something and I'm gonna be there for it and that's just what it is anyways y'all my mouth is quite the choppy I am thirsty and this is probably the longest podcast I've had in a minute so I'm making up the last time here